Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Waterglow Podcast, where your hosts Ben and Indigo, and today we're going to be talking about magic. Ooh, yes. Not the smoke and mirrors kind. Right. Like the real deal. Yes. Yes. And try to remember that a lot of it is ineffable, so you have to speak kind of in metaphor and symbolism. Right. And you'll receive the message from your own level of awareness. So different people will understand it in different ways. Right. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of hard sometimes to tell where the, where the cutoff is between literal and symbolic sometimes. Right. And sometimes it's both. It's weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Your brain will, like, translate it using your own personal experience into a way you can understand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're not talking about Googling spells. <laughs> Although, sometimes that's useful Yeah. you're learning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there are some out there that are really good, like the lesser banishing ritual. Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's one that someone actually taught me in person. And I forgot where I put the paper we wrote it down on. So I Googled it, hoping, <laughs> dear God, please let it be on there. And I found it. Yes. And that's a good one. Yeah. There are some really good ones out there, but like, you know, mm-hmm. depending yeah. on what level you're at. Right, right. And Happy uh, Lionsgate, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Like, <laughs> It's like even when I when I somebody tells me, I was just like five minutes later, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot <laughs> already. Yeah. Yep. Good times. Yes. Timey wimey wibbly wobbly. <laughs> yep. But yeah, like the um I don't know, Googling spells and stuff, like you were saying. Yeah. Like I don't know. I I, I tried to look into like some ceremonial magic for a while. Yeah. And um I don't know, is is it uh, does it really seem to be my path? particularly much yeah, but it's but good it's, to point the direction like yeah. honestly the most in my from my perspective from my experience and my opinion is that the most powerful magic is the magic you make up yourself yeah um i mean when i was in high school i got one of those like teeny witchy beepy boopy <laughs> books you know yeah and it evolved from that like that gave me a basic understanding of things and mm-hmm. then it grows to the point where you realize that you don't actually need any tools yeah like they're helpful symbolically mm-hmm. to assist with directing energy or whatever but you yeah. don't actually need all that you just need love yep yeah i remember i kind of got like a message a long time ago because like i was kind of exploring a lot of things and i kind of got this message <clears throat> that um like ritual and ceremony um, are not necessary for working with like these higher energies, right? Right. Or, uh, you know, non-physical entities. That right. it's more for our benefit than theirs. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a, a way of getting yourself into a particular vibratory state. Absolutely. And uh, before the organized religion crowd tunes out and goes nuts over this, <laughs> Uh, going to church is a form of that. Yeah. It's a ritual. Yes. You drink the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. You eat. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Yep. Uh, that's a little dark for my taste, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, it's symbolically the blood of Christ, symbolically mm-hmm. the body of Christ. Like, and everything, you know, if you're Catholic, you stand up, you sit down, you stand up, you sit down, you stand up, you sit down, or Lutheran, I don't know. Both, as yeah. far as I understand, yeah. Yeah, you stand up, you sit down, you walk up, you walk back, you stand up, you sit down. You know, it's yeah. all, all of it mm-hmm. is symbolic. Yeah. And very, all of it is ritual. It's yes. very ritualistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that was like one of the major splits between, um, <clears throat> between like Catholicism and non-Catholicism. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, originally it was Lutheran, but like he, he kept a lot of the like the ritualistic stuff, right? See, I only went to Lutheran churches, which is mm-hmm. like a weird balance between the two, between yeah. like Christian and Catholic. Yeah. I went to Catholic with, with part of my family once. I was like, wow, this is a lot of exercise. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I just don't know what I'm doing. Stand yeah. up. Everybody's standing up. Let me stand up. Everybody's sitting down. Let me sit down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to like a, United Methodist Church for a while back at, back in like my 
early 20s. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. There, There's still, like, some amount of ritual involved, but it's, like, way more relaxed than, yeah. <laughs> than like... Um, and like Lutheran or uh, Catholic or Episcopalian. Yeah. 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 I had a cousin that was like very, very, very Christian, right? He was like straight laced up in it, mm-hmm. loved it. Yes. And, you know, whatever. I, we moved to South Carolina from California a few years before their family did. And he was like, I need to know where one of those churches is where they like dance with snakes. And I was like, I don't know. Like I, I got like booted from the churches that I went to. Cause you know, you ask too many questions or like what, what, what anyway, but he was like wanting to go to different churches and understand their thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I need to know where one of those are. I was like, I don't know, but that's cool. Like, yeah. That's very ritualistic. Like you're dancing with snakes. That's nuts. Yeah. Symbolically. Yeah. Yes. It's really interesting. That's faith. Yes. And that's kind of what that, um, that particular branch does. It's like a, it's very much a faith, faith based. Oh yeah. And like sim- I know that this, that God will not let this snake bite me. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's some, that's some big dick energy faith right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, Big time. Yes. <laughs> and also kind of the, the symbolic, like there, there's sort of the symbolic association between snakes and like the devil in a lot of uh, Christian symbolism. See, they got it upside down. Yeah. The the snake rises and you mm-hmm. connect to God. Yeah. Kundalini awakening. Yes. But yeah, there, there's like kind of the part, part of the, um, the symbolism of that uh, ritual with the snakes is like basically... Um, overcoming the temptations of satan good for them yeah so they dance with the devil yeah basically that's that's like even more big yeah. dick energy like mm-hmm. i'm straight up chilling with the devil what you got yeah knowing that god will not allow this fool to strike me down right exactly like, that's, that's i think it's really... I'm, i think fa- unshakable faith is big dick energy mm-hmm. like i'm like i want to know you <laughs> i want to be your friend yes yes <laughs> I, I do think it's really interesting that a lot of like um, modern Christianity, um, I, I don't know the, the the parts that I've been in anyway. There's kind of been like this extreme antagonism towards the idea of Satan. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of like, why they don't advance because yeah. you've got to sit with Satan before you could get into the gates of heaven. Yeah, that fool's the and one I that just, unlocks the door. They don't tell you that. Yep, and I was just thinking about like the the the, the story in the Bible of where like um, Satan tempts Jesus. Right. Right. Jesus didn't like kick Satan's ass. He was just like, nah, I'm good. Go exactly. away. Exactly. And it was that was that was the end of that. Yeah. It's the devil's job yeah. to tempt us. It's our job to say no. And that's the quote unquote test. Like, right. can you stand before temptation mm-hmm. and and trust your integrity, trust your moral compass and mm-hmm. go, no, I don't think I will. No. Right. And exactly. then you're free. Mm-hmm. Like. Boom, just like that. They make it sound like you got to do all this insane shit. But really, it's just you stand before the devil. You love the devil anyway. Mm-hmm. You tell the devil, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to do all that. And the devil's like, word, let me open this gate for you so you could get up in the heaven area. Yeah. VIP box seats to the show. <laughs> anyway, back to magic. Yes. I mean, that's part of it, you know. Yeah. Unity. Mm-hmm. Like unifying opposites. Unifying opposites. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, there, there was something, um, something was on my mind before you suggested this episode mm-hmm. that I think was really kind of ties in with it. Um, there is this thing um, about physics, because I, I know that like a lot of the sort of um, science, quote unquote, uh, crowd is like <laughs> scoffs at the idea of magic, right? They're like, oh, well, that's just like superstitious mumbo jumbo not realizing that they're actually doing like explaining magic with their work yeah yeah (laughs) and i think it's really really interesting that um the one of the foundational um axioms of modern physics is local realism right go on i'm not familiar okay it's this um it's it's kind of it encapsulates the the let me back up. The phrase local realism uh, sort of encapsulates two different ideas 
that are considered like base assumptions for modern physics. Um, the local part is the principle of locality. Okay. And that means that only th things can only affect things that are right in their immediate vicinity. Right. You know, when you explain this stuff, it makes more sense if I smoke like <laughs> a little CBD first, but I'm trying to follow. Yeah. Yeah. I get okay. what you're saying. Okay. Right. So the idea, um, the idea it there is that like telekinesis isn't real according to locality, <laughs> right? Like that you yeah. th things have to interact directly in order to affect each other. Right. right. That's what they say right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, well, well, sort of. I'll get to that in a second. I was going to say, we haven't reached that point yet. No. Okay. <laughs> Not really, but we're getting there. Um, and the other one is uh, the, the realism part. Um, there's uh, the idea that uh, it, it's actually called like um, counterfactual definitiveness. Which okay. Basically means that. Um, physical objects and physical uh, events have properties that exist outside of hu like um, outside of human consciousness. What? Basically, like the moon is always the moon, whether we look at it or not. Right. Right. That like an electron always acts like an electron, whether we look at it or not. Okay. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but the Nobel Prize in Physics in 2022 was awarded to these uh, three physicists who wrote a paper that proved yep. that local realism is not true. I just want to like sit down and talk to those people. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Like yeah. how? Know, how did right? you prove that? Well, it, it had to do with... Physically. Um, yeah. Well, it had to do with... Um, there's uh, these... Um, if anybody the, knows this, where the, the, the paper, like the, where you can access that for free, that would be great. But like, I was trying to find, trying to find I was trying to find his work that won him the, or won them the prize mm -hmm. and it's all behind a paywall. There, there's a place where you can go. Okay. We'll find it. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah. There's like a, um, a, science activist that works out of, uh, Russia and, um, I, I think she's in Russia actually to stay away from like the people who would hanging out with Snowden. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Where like, it's she, safe to yeah. be a whistleblower. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she'll like get this, get this stuff that's from behind paywalls and put it on a particular website. Good for her. Yeah. Oh, gee, I wonder why America hates Russia so much. <laughs> Maybe know, it's right? because that's where all the tattletales stay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But, but anyway, anyway, so like... Um, Magic. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, I, I was thinking about it because like um, <clears throat> they, they awarded the Nobel Prize to these guys, right? But anyway, the, the experiments, the, the way that they proved it, I don't know the full details of it, but I do know that it involved um, doing these tests that are called uh, Bell Inequality Tests. Okay. Um, that basically tests for the behavior of entangled particles. In, in this case, they use light. See, um, uh, yeah, that's that's so fascinating to mm -hmm. me that they could do that. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. Like I understand it all on a theoretical level, and like understanding the translation from you know the quantum world into the physical, but mm -hmm. actually proving it—that is fucking cool like yeah. why aren't people talking about that that's huge but i i know why it literally <laughs> proves because... that magic is real yeah well, yeah in a way in a way in yeah. a way it definitely proves that all of the smack talking about the idea of magic has no basis <laughs> in science anymore <laughs> yeah yeah and See, I just think that's it's... why you gotta reserve the the hate on mm -hmm. that kind of stuff especially the metaphysical because yep. you don't know what's going to be proven in the next 10 years mm -hmm. 50 years 100 years like you're gonna look big silly if you're like magic's not real and then 50 years or 40 or 50 years from now they scientifically prove that it is 
Right. Like, then you got to tuck your tail and boo-boo away and be like, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I got it wrong. Yep. yep. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. You know, I I love that, that yeah. they proved it. Yes. But yeah, I just think it's interesting that, like, I don't know, it, it seems like that, like, it was, you know, this foundation is basically um, a lot of the foundations of modern physics. The rug got pulled out from under it. And most physicists are just standing there like, oh, shit. Well, I'm just going to ignore this and just keep doing exactly what I've been doing for the past 30 years. Denial. Yes. Yep. Cognitive dissonance. Yep. Because got to shut it down. You can't have your entire life's work thrown away. Yeah. And not just that, but like your entire conceptualization of what reality is. Yeah. That's not a fun moment. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's not that's a fun a little, moment. Uh, <laughs> it can get a little uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. What comes after is great, but yes. the shattering's not that fun. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in my, my experience, it depends on how tightly you hold on to it. You know? True. And we're back. Tiny turds strike again. Yeah, supposed to be having a nap, but... Nope. Apparently not. <laughs> I've been toying around with, like, keeping them out later, longer, giving them more things to do. It's not working. They just do not want to nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. Yep. Yep. Anyway. What were you talking about? Magic. Magic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's uh it was mostly like the restructuring bit. Um, like re oh, yeah. re like reintegration. Re yeah, and sort of redoing your model of reality. Yeah. <clears throat> um I know that that seems to be a bit of a prerequisite for for doing magic is like if you it's kind of like if you think you know how the universe works, it changes. you're wrong. Yeah. The moment you figure it out, it changes. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's endless. It's weird. <laughs> yep. And, you know, it, a, a lot of it's just that it's um, as far as I understand, my current model <laughs> is that it's a very complex fractal. Right. Yeah. And there's always more to it. Always. And it's always expanding. Mm -hmm. And while the, the patterns stay the same, mostly, you can change them if you can reach the front of the fractal mm -hmm. and push towards, different. you know, like imagine a fractal. Every, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine you know what a fractal is. If you don't, look it up on YouTube. Mandelbrot yes. set, whatever. Mm-hmm. As the fractal expands, you can see at the edges that it changes. It follows the same pattern, but it's expanding, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you can reach, now think about this metaphorically, symbolically, right? Mm -hmm. Think about your own daily patterns. If you can push to the ed edge of that pattern, you are then driving your fractal. You're driving mm -hmm. which direction it's going to go, which way it's going to twirl, which, you know, whatever. Yeah. So you can actually like expand your patterns and change them. You can you can change your patterns in a more beneficial way. You can raise the frequency of your actions and change everything to literally benefit you. Literally everything that you do will be attracting towards you abundance, bliss, peace, love, happiness, what you want, what you desire. If you can get to the point where you can live in a more peaceful state you you attract more peace towards you mm -hmm. now if you are somebody who loves confrontation then you're way in the dark part of the fractal and you're just going to keep attracting that to you yeah same thing will happen over and over and over mm -hmm. get to the light caroline <laughs> <laughs> find the truth yes anyway uh magic yeah fractals are magic that's nuts. Did you know that the the uh, equation for a fractal, you know this, but yeah. the equation for a fractal is like super simple, even though it's like one of the most complex things. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird. I mean, like the universe, mm -hmm. it's simple, yet mm -hmm. it's extremely complex. Yes. Like the answer to how the universe functions and why everything is the way it is, is love. Yep. If you would like to understand that, it's an extremely complex thing that takes a minute to understand. Yes. And I don't know if you can ever fully understand it because the more you understand, the more there is to understand. I, that's true. I mean, it boils down to like 
you are so loved by this source of all, by this higher power, that whatever you desire is constantly being attracted towards you. Oh, well, why would I attract to me all these fights, all these, all this suffering, all this? Because for some part of you likes to fight. Like an activist is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Or a Christian who wants to damn people to hell because, you know, make themselves feel better about themselves. I don't know. Uh, You're constantly attracting to you confrontation so Mm -hmm. that you can engage in that. Right. Stop fighting and desire peace rather than the fight, war. Right. War is duality, sides. Mm -hmm. Peace is unity when you unite the sides. You obtain peace when you make peace between the sides and duality. Yes. White and black become gray-ish. Anyway. Yeah. Or rainbow. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yes. Anyway. anyway. Ramble, bamble, geez. <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking about like... Um, <laughs> I was thinking about the, like um, the the tower, right? Because like, like, like I was saying earlier, it seems like that, that's kind of a prerequisite for doing magic stuff oh, like God, legit yeah. magic is like Fuck that you, tower. like yeah and, and I, I was thinking about it because like you know you do have i don't know if you have to but in my experience it's kind of a prerequisite that you have to be able to restructure your model of reality quite right. a bit yeah in order to navigate those spaces without getting overwhelmed and lost on a bare basic level like you have to actually fully believe in magic in order to be able to use it yeah so for a lot of people we were taught that it's all make-believe and fantasy mm-hmm. and when among among many other things uh the the tower is a multifaceted thing right uh one of those things is shattering all of your beliefs so that they can be restructured in a way to where you can do stuff like that you mm-hmm. actually can do magic like yeah it's real Yes. The only reason you think people are crazy for believing in it is because you haven't had that tower moment where your belief structure is completely shattered and rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it's real. Let yes. the tower fall so that you can experience it. Yep. And from personal experience, believing that you have no beliefs is a belief and therefore you have one. God, I love those paradoxes. <laughs> yes. Like it's like bloop, 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 fractals. Just yeah. Because I got stuck there for a while. For every one side that exists, another side exists. Yes. Anyway, uh, the whole like, you know, restructuring thing, right? Yep. Uh, in my experience, it can be a, sometimes it can be like a very gentle dissolve. Sometimes <laughs> Why it's. Why did I get that? <laughs> well, I didn't. Sometimes it's a wrecking ball. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was, I was actually thinking earlier, like before we started this episode, I was thinking about like, you know, what's the difference? You know, why is it sometimes, sometimes it's a nice gentle dissolve and sometimes it's not. I, well, I think my. My my current working theory on it is that uh, it's for our benefit because we tend to place more importance on um, like a massive explosion than a gentle dissolve. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, also think about it this way, like symbolically, right? Mm-hmm. If you are in a tower that is only like 10 stories high. It's going to be an easier fall than if your tower is like 100 stories high or Mm -hmm. 300 stories high. So think about it this way. Do you look down on people? Do you think you're better than people? Your tower is probably pretty high and you probably got a long way to fall. That will be destructive as fuck. (laughs) But if you're one of those people that's like neutral or whatever, Mm -hmm. then it'll probably be more like a gentle dissolve. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that I looked down on people. Mine was probably a medium-sized tower, and it was fucking crazy. I think it's not like it's not as it's very destructive, but even the gentle dissolve, like you're tearing away all of your beliefs Mm -hmm. and rebuilding your mind, rewiring your mind. That's huge. Uh, But yeah, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. It's like, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I was, uh, I think what, what kind of like sparked it for me was like, um, uh, I've, I've, there have been multiple times where I've wound up in like kind of stuck in these weird spaces, right? Yeah. And usually there's like some big breakthrough that comes right after that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not always. Sometimes it just 
like goes away. Yeah. Very easily. <laughs> yeah. And then we, I've noticed for me that it's like uh, when I don't have like a big breakthrough that is usually super uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. If it's if it's not like a big breakthrough that a lot of times I'm just like, what was was, was that, that it? it? <laughs> is is it actually gone? Yeah. Is is that what 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 happens next? Right. Right. Yeah. And then if I there's wind not up, a big production. You're just like, uh, so yeah. is it over? Yeah. And then yeah. a lot of times I'll like wind up like re-manifesting it as a problem. Yeah. When it's not even there. <laughs> I think that's what there. happened with your most recent breakthrough. Yes. It's like, ah! yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And it just goes <laughs> away. And it's just like, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's a letdown because it's, it is a relief, but at the same time, it's like, there's part of it that's like, well, what, what if that wasn't it? <laughs> It's like right. orgasm denial. You think it's going to be huge and explosive, but it's just like, meh. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking about like the thing where it's like, you, you go to like, like this like stereotype of like, you see, like you see a spider and you go to squish it and then it's like, did I get it or not? Is it still there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Oh, wow. Fun we, times. Yeah, magic. Yes. Anyway, my understanding, the most powerful magic in existence is love, period. If you <laughs> do a spell, if you set an intention, if you do a ritual, anything that you do, if you do it with the purest of intention, it will always be the strongest, right? Mm -hmm. That's why, like, if you try to bind, curse, hex, hook, cord, wire, somebody who knows how to do love magic, you're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked because they're just going to connect whatever you sent to source. And mm -hmm. then you're going to be like trying to curse hex cord wire bind God. <laughs> and that never ends well. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. uh, even if you want to. Hurt, OK, even if you want to like hurt someone, right? Like somebody pissed you off and you want revenge, vengeance, you know, whatever. You can do it from a place of love. Mm -hmm. You can be like, instead of binding, cursing, hexing, which is fucking nuts. Like, I saw people talking about, we need to, you know, hex this person because they're a danger to society because they hurt my feelings one time three years ago. Anyway, <laughs> it's like you can do it from a place of love. And what mm -hmm. you do is you ask that the person find peace. Ask that the person resolve the issue that has them wanting to do harm. Mm -hmm. Ask that they see themselves. And if it's like a situation, I've done, I've talked about this on Twitter before. If it's a situation where like somebody's bothering you and you want to be left alone, ask that they be distracted. Ask yeah. that their attention be focused somewhere more beneficial. Yes. Things like that, you yeah. know. Uh, magic to take away free will is something I am never going to be interested in ever. Period. Yeah, same. Love spells, uh, binding, things like that, cursing. No, it's not cute. It's no. a really messed up thing to do to someone who may not even know that it happened. Yeah. They end up slipping into a deep, dark depression. Mm -hmm. And you don't only affect that person, you affect that person's family, their children, their parents, their spouse, their pets, you know, everyone. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, you know, not something you should mess with but if you do do it just stay way the hell away from me because uh <laughs> i know how to use love magic yes <laughs> and that will suck for you yeah and also like there's there's this thing like um when uh you were you, you were talking about like uh like love being the strongest magic yep. right it will break every spell yeah love yeah, will gonna, always overcome yeah I, I was trying to think of like a way to explain and I was thinking about like, um, like when you, when you have your heart, like really open, right. And it's like super activated and everything, it feels like being in love with the whole universe, right? It does. And I was Sorry. thinking about like, you know, somebody like trying to like bind or hex or something like that. It's basically like trying to rain on your parade. Yeah. More or less. It just dissolves. Yeah. And I was thinking about that, uh, that old, uh, song and dance routine singing in the rain. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that, that, that's kind of what it's like. It's like, you know, they're like trying to... They make the throw... best of every situation, yeah. no matter how hard it is. Yep, 
And it's like, you know, somebody's like throwing all, trying to throw awful bullshit at this person. And they're just like, oh man, life is so beautiful. Yep. You know, that sucks, doesn't it? It <laughs> yeah. sucks to be like, man, I want this person. I want their life to fall apart and their life falls apart. And they're just like, man, look at all these obstacles that were removed for me. Look at all <laughs> yeah. this great stuff coming my way. And you're like, aren't you mad? Aren't you upset? No, this yeah. is great. I've got teachable moments. Mm-hmm. I've got lessons. I've yeah. got challenges to see what the extent of my love is. Like mm-hmm. how far I could take it. I can love the darkest of the dark. Damn, I'm good. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're supposed to be upset. You're supposed to be angry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And that ended up happening to you instead. That's called instant karma. Yeah. And that's what happens when you do things with bad intentions. You mm-hmm. get it back tenfold. Yeah. yeah. I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you <laughs> cast at me bounces off of me and sticks to you and your friends. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, it's it's really fascinating how that happens, where it's like the the things that you wish for other people tend to happen to you. Yeah. That's why I do my best to wish peace on everyone. Yeah. Earlier, yeah. I found myself thinking like, actually, no, I didn't even think it. I just remember thinking to myself, I hope whoever does, you know, did that horrible thing. I hope nobody ever does that to them. I mm-hmm. that that that's a horrible thing to experience. I hope they never ever have to experience that because it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I've kinda... wishing ill on people is cursing yourself. Yes. I've I've kind of I don't know. I've always had that tendency, I think. Like uh just not wanting I, I don't know. I've never understood revenge. I always thought it was kind of dumb. For what? Yeah, exactly. Especially since, like nine times out of ten, um, revenge is for something that didn't even happen. Anyway. Exactly, and it's, it's, it's a story you made up in your head. Yeah, because you needed to demonize that person, mm-hmm. so you convinced yourself they're bad and they deserved it, but they're not, and they didn't. Right, and that's why your life is falling apart, and theirs isn't. <laughs> yeah, that's how much. it works. Yep, yep, yeah. Revenge is a dish best served not at all. Yep. Stop. <laughs> Learn how to let go, put it down, and move on. Like, yeah. yeah. If if here's the thing, this is this is how I navigate dealing with uh people who fuck me over, people who do really fucked up things to me, and people who are not nice. I ignore them. Yeah. Because I know that if sometimes people do things unintentionally that hurt us, mm-hmm. like set a boundary. You know, sometimes somebody needs to set a boundary and it hurts the other person's feeling feelings does not mean that person is evil and deserves to be bound, hexed, cursed or whatever. It just means they set a boundary with you and you were like, you know, threw a temper tantrum over it. But anyway, like I just ignore it and I walk away from the people and I, I know because I trust in the source of all I trust in one Mm-hmm. That if their intention actually war- was dark and bad or evil or whatever you want to call it, if it was ill intending, they will get theirs. I know this because I've experienced it <laughs> on the other spectrum. Like when yeah. you are positive intending, when you do things with good intentions, even if you accidentally hurt someone, if your intentions were pure, this is love magic again. If your intentions were actually genuinely pure, no harm will come to you as a result of what you do. Yeah. But if you convince yourself and lie to yourself that your intentions are good, mm-hmm. then you'll get a lie cast back at you. Like yeah. it, it's all mirror, mirror, yeah. mirror. Like mm-hmm. what you put out, you will receive back. That's why I don't understand why people do dark magic. I'm like, you're dumb. Yeah. Like, I guess some people are cool with that. Like, they're cool with having their life fall apart and being beat up and Mm -hmm. having horrible things happen. Some people love being like, oh, my God, look at all this horrible stuff that's happening to me as a result of all the terrible decisions I've made. Yeah. So that they could get attention, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I just. (laughs) I just rather be on the other end. Yeah. I just remember this thing where, like, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was from uh, Crowley. Um, He was... (laughs) Basically, like, <laughs> I don't do dark magic because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Speaking of Crowley, I 
I think it's so funny. Did you know, I think you're the one that told me this, that um, all of the rumors about Crowley were started by a scorned ex-lover. Yeah. And that he, instead of like correcting all the rumors, he was just like, yeah, sure. All right. I'll feed into this. Yeah. Like none of it was actually true. He's Mm -hmm. just, uh, an ex got pissed, told Mm -hmm. a bunch of lies. Everybody believed him. And he was like, all right, cool. Believe what you want. Yeah. And the funny thing is that, like, the reason that all the newspapers picked up on it and made a big thing out of it was because they hated him because he was openly bisexual, which was illegal at the time, Mm -hmm. and highly looked down on and scorned. And Polly. He was Polly, which was also highly looked down on and scorned and thought was, like, evil, right? Um, And also, he was um, an anarchist. They hated him. Yeah. So they they ate it up. They lapped it up. Yep. Uh, they love if the lie uh, confirms what they want to be true, mm-hmm. then they'll they'll eat it up. Yep. It's wild. Yeah. And you know Crowley's work and, and this statement is not going to go over well, but with some people, both sides will probably hate it. But <laughs> Crowley's work is very similar to the Bible, yep. in the sense of. If you have reached those elevated states of awareness, those higher frequencies, you can read their the writings and collect information that's not even what they're talking about, but it's like relevant to expansion, relevant to magic, relevant mm-hmm. to all of it. He's speaking symbolically in his books. Right. When he, he knows what he's doing. Like as much as people don't want to admit it, Aleister Crowley understands the same thing that like the Pope understands. Like yeah. I don't even know if the Pope, the Pope gets it, does. but like no. <laughs> gurus, uh, <clears throat> yeah. medicine people, mm-hmm. shamans, spiritual leaders, they all understand. And Aleister Crowley, other magicians. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know any other famous magicians that I believe believe that <laughs> or that I believe understand on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but when is the last time we had a famous magician? I think Crowley was Crowley. It. Yeah. There was a woman though. Um, she, wait, are you talking about, uh, uh, Lovatsky? Yes. She was before Crowley, I think. Oh, okay. So Crowley was the last famous magician. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Um, anyway. That you know about. That we know about. That's true. There are a lot of, there are a lot more than people realize behind the scenes. They just don't want fame. Yeah. Probably because, because of what happened to Crowley. What happened to Crowley. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's like, the thing. Eh, I'm good on that. That's the thing too. Is like, let me tell you, I remember not long after my biggest breakthrough. I call it the Big Bang because it's when my world shattered and reformed, mm-hmm. uh, and it takes time. Uh, I remember having that revelation, realizing that the most important breadcrumbs, the most important puzzle pieces, not important, but yes, important that carry deep, deep wisdom that not very many people know are always hidden behind the doors we are told to fear. Yep. Like Aleister Crowley, Mm -hmm. like these dark magicians. Like, they practice dark magic, but they understand. Anyway, check behind the doors you are told to stay away from. Right. Go talk to Satan. Ask Satan if he, if he'd like to sit for a cup of tea and ask any question that you want. Guarantee you'll get an answer. Might be a little scary, but that's it. Mm-hmm. It'll just be scary. And you know why you're afraid? Because you were taught to be afraid. And also, better work on your faith. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that is the big thing for me. I've never I have never understood this whole like even when I was a kid, like super fundamentalist Christian, yeah. I've never understood. Um, Christians being afraid of Satan or death. Right. Because it doesn't make sense. Where's where's your faith? Right. Like, if you know that you're going to heaven mm-hmm. because you followed all the rules they told you to follow, you did everything exactly as they told you to do, then mm-hmm. why are you afraid to go to hell? Right. And why are you afraid of Satan? Right. If if all you got to do is just say, nah, I'm good. Which yeah. is exactly all you have to do. That's what the Bible <laughs> According says. According to the Bible. You just look Satan dead in his little stinky black eyes and you say, <laughs> no, thank you. And I, that was mean. That was mean. He's, they're, they're, they're not stinky. 
a little maybe, but you get what I'm saying. Yes. Like I just, I just remember this. The way hilarious. to transcend duality is to love Satan. You yes. got to be able to love the darkest of the darkest of the dark. You got to be able to forgive the unforgivable. You got to be able to do, you have to let go of resentment, fear, guilt, and shame. And then you rise above. Those mm-hmm. are the heaviest things that weigh you down into the densities. Yep. Yes. I was just like, I don't know why you, when you said like his stinky, his stinky eyes, I was, I just remembered like this, this story about, um, there was this church, the Catholic church, uh, back in like, I want to say it was like in the Renaissance, they, they wanted like a statue of Satan as part of like their, their, their church, not as like worshiping, but like sort of like a, like a, like they wanted like Jesus and Satan. Yeah. Right. As like, you know, contrast. Right. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, they hired this sculptor to, oh. to to sculpt like a marble statue of Satan, right? Yeah. And um he did and he presented it and it was way, way, way too sexy. Sexy. Yes. Very sexy Satan. So that they were just sense. Like, Yeah. Tempt t- temptation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it made sense. So they and they were just like, Oh God, this is this is this is too sexy for church. We need to <laughs> We need a replacement. So they hired his brother who made an even sexier one. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Hate it when like, that happens when Satan's hot. That sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> I know, right? But it's like, he's got like this, like, basically like a toga on that's like barely draped over his, his like <laughs> nether regions and like his like legs are showing and he's like, look at all like surly and <laughs> it's, it's, is it's it weird. sad that all I could think was like, did they give him a big wang? Like, <laughs> if Satan's attempt, you know, like was probably it, was it big? <laughs> <laughs> probably so. You yes. know, temptation. Yep, exactly. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's magical, isn't it? Yes, make Satan sexy. That's yep. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, the cosmic joke, right? Like God, everybody's like, God's purity. Well, first off, the definition of purity in this context would be authenticity. So if you're authentically a dick, then you're pure. Yeah. Shit's wild, right? Yeah. And God's got a sense of humor. Like, why did God create Satan and then tell humans to fear it? <laughs> like, what the <laughs> hell is that about? Yeah, I, I don't you really You know, God understand. created all, right? Yeah. So everything in existence is a result of God's will. Mm-hmm. So like, why are there murders and pedophiles and rapists and people who are victim to that? Why would you create that? Well, that's duality. Yeah. Well, that, that goes into like free will and choosing your own adventure. And, you know, it's fucked up. Yeah. You got to be able to rise above the human condition to understand these higher concepts. Mm-hmm. I made a lot of people mad for a while when I was trying to explain that, like, we chose this. Yeah. Like, it sucks sometimes. Like, why would I do this to myself? And then you come out the other side of a really shitty experience, way wiser, mm-hmm. way stronger, way more confident. And you're like, oh, that's why. Yes. Like, that sucked while I was in it. But, like, coming out of it, I'm like, woo, I'm a badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's like boot camp. Yeah. Right? God boot camp. Yeah, exactly. We yeah, the the whole, like, you know, you were saying like choose your own adventure stuff that very very much ties in with my understanding of magic right yeah it's, it's just like um again this is just my interpretation of my subjective experience of things right but kind of my understanding of things is that like um reality is sort of this infinite dimensional fractal of infinite probability yeah yes and is it is just infinite probability that's and it. you kind of like <laughs> navigate towards what you want to experience. It's yeah. already there. You just got to jump to it. Right. Right. Exactly. So it, it's not exactly like, um, what, what is it? Like fourth dimensionalism where like everything is just like this static, eternal, predestined straight line shit. Right. It's yeah. an infinite sea of infinite probability. In all directions. Yes. Yeah. And it's wild. it's just a matter of like navigating to the one that you prefer yeah and the part where it gets sticky is figuring out what you actually prefer that yeah because you uh yeah you get your shit together real fast with that one because some (laughs) people prefer some pretty dark things and they put themselves through some really shitty situations before they finally realize oh i'm doing this to myself 
I should probably desire something more peaceful and loving. Yes. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of times I've, I've wound up, wound up in like these really uncomfortable situations where it's like, apparently, um, sometimes I prefer to beat myself up for no reason at all. Good times. Good times. Yep. Been there. Fight club, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, why would I do that? I don't know. I'm not sure still, but. I'm working on it. Yep. It's a thing that happens sometimes. And yeah. if you want to understand, like, how to navigate all that, like, how to move to uh, the part of the fractal that you want, you have to elevate. Mm-hmm. Like, um, ascension. You have to rise above duality into the space where you can access infinite understanding, infinite information. You you go to this place where it's, like, clear, there's mm-hmm. no chatter of the collective. There's no this or that. There's no us versus them. There's no uh, sides, mm-hmm. right? You rise above that and you are in this quiet space where you can hear and understand how. You can ask any question that you want mm-hmm. and be given the answer. And when you go in that space, just be like, how do I do magic? How do I create my own reality? And it is, it really is something that I believe eventually will be something that you could write down, like physically prove. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now it's just an understanding. You rise above and you you can see the whole picture rather than just pieces of it. When you're down lower, like I use this example all the time. If you're a lizard on the ground, all you could see when you look at a tree, you just see the tree. You can't look very high up, but you see that there's a tree there. But if you're a bird, you see that there's a tree with a trunk and leaves and branches and there's ground and there's another tree and there's, you know, a house Mm -hmm. right there. And you could see the bigger picture. So you could see where you would like to go and the route you take to get there. Yes. Or what's much easier if you haven't elevated is walk in faith. Yeah. (laughs) Walk in faith, knowing that you are being guided to what you want. Right. But again, that brings you back to make sure that your desires are in check. And I know that's a thing in the spiritual community. No desire. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, Why do you desire to end desire? Exactly. The grand paradox. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, the the thing, something, something was kind of on my mind. Uh, uh, The, you know, like how, like teaching yourself how to do this stuff. Right. Yeah. A lot of it for me has just been paying attention. Yep. Um, But Trial and error. Yeah, trial and error. Pay attention, but you have to pay attention in a particular way. Um, paying Through too much attention senses. to the nitty gritty details mm-hmm. usually gets you stuck in the details, which is fine for sometimes. And but... the devil's in the details. <laughs> yes, but God is in the details too. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um, you remember those magic eye, the pictures from like the nineties? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Kind of like that. Like if you're looking too closely at the pattern, you can't see the picture. Right. You have to like kind of relax your eyes and do like some weird shit (laughs) with your eyes to get it to like come into focus. But once it does, it's like it just snaps into place and all of a sudden there's a picture there that you had no idea was there to begin with. Right. Yep. And it takes uh, practice at first to be able to see. Yeah, I still can't see those very well. Yeah. It's weird. I can see some crazy shit all the time, but put one of those fucking 3D pictures in front of me and I'm blind. I think I've seen one like once or twice in my life. It's weird. Yeah. Like I, I can see messages in everything, mm-hmm. but put one of those ones where there's like, and you're intentionally supposed to see the, the magic image. And I'm like, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. I'll have to, sh- uh, I'll have to show you a way that you can do it. Um, a little bit easier. It, 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 basically, you hold it in front of your face and just relax your eyes and try not to focus on anything. Oh. And then you just move it away from your eyes until the image and just pops out. look at the picture out. as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. But you well. can't, don't look at the picture. Because if you look at the picture, then you start looking at the details. Yeah. Okay. But if you look past the picture, then you can see it. Got it. Yeah. It's really weird. You it have to look. Weird. You have to like look past it in order to, in order to actually see what's going on. That okay, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, very Magic. symbolically relevant too. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta let it go. Yeah. You gotta look past certain things in order to see what's actually there. Yep. 
if you look past the details, you see how they all fit together. Yep. Yep. There and then you, you can go. look at the details in more detail. Yeah. With a better picture of what's going on. Yep. Once you see what's past, what you see without looking past makes a whole lot more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, or it's a whole lot clearer. Yes. Yeah. Because like a lot of times in those uh, those magic eye things, it's like you'll see like these weird little edges. And it's like, why is that there? Yeah. You know, why, yeah. Why, do, why does that not look right? Right. It looks messy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, God, I love little hidden messages. Yes. The song that's playing right now is called Marching the Hate Machines into the Sun, which kind of aligns with some things that were some messages that came through earlier. That's always fun. <laughs> hate machines. God, that's got to be a miserable life. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Wasn't that, wasn't that what, what? Pretty Little Hate Machine? Wasn't that like a Nine Inch Nails album? I think. Anyway. This one's by Thievery Corporation and the Flaming Lips. Oh, we're going to have to listen to that one. Heck yeah. Oh, I didn't know they did something together. That's cool. Anyway. Yes. Anyway. Back to magic. Yes. Yes. Uh, we do magic all the time. Yep. Literally everything you do is magic. Uh, mm-hmm. Once you understand what magic actually is, you'll uh, be like, holy shit. I have been doing magic my whole life. Spells. Yep. Spelling. Your words are your weapon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or your wand. Like. What you speak out is what you're creating. So mm-hmm. be mindful of that. Like, we all slip up sometimes. I've said some shit that I wish I hadn't have said. But it's always said for a reason. Yeah. Even if it's non-beneficial. But try to speak love into the world more than hate. And then you won't experience so much conflict. <laughs> right. And, but, like, also just from personal experience with, like, pitfalls in the in that department... Don't get too too hung up on trying to not. Yeah. No, flowing in faith. Yeah. That's the best. Like, I remember when I, like, understood the intricacy of it all. Like, it's very intricate, but also very simple. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to navigate this? Like, monitoring every choice I make, monitoring every word I speak. And, you know, my higher self was just like, you walk in faith. It's too much information mm-hmm. for one human mind to hold. Yes. Like you just walk in faith and trust that we know what we're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll be good. Yeah. And every time I lose trust, some shitty shit happens <laughs> and I'm like, my bad. <laughs> Let me get my faith in check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then everything's fine again. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I guess my, um, my take on like actions mm-hmm. and words and things like that. It's a, uh, it's more of a barometer than anything okay. else. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like, like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's this, there's this particular thing that has been an issue in like the sort of the modern approach to health and medicine for a long time. Yeah. Things like, um, uh, prime example, why do you have a, why do you get a fever? Right. To purge an infection, right? Yeah. Yeah. It raises you, your, your immune system raises your body temperature to a point where that, that is fatal to the bacteria that are invading your body. Right. It and saves your life. Yeah. Exactly. The fever saves your life and it makes you get better. Yeah. Um, when you have a fever, what's the first thing that most people in, you know, modern times do? Try to lower the fever. Exactly. Which is the of opposite it. of what you should do. Right. Uh, don't make it like dangerously high. But, right, and never take our advice over a medical professional. Obviously, that <laughs> should be common sense. Yeah, but 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 like, it, but, but it like, also should be common sense that the fever is there to protect you. Right, and like you know, you think about like, um, I don't know, like early nineteen hundreds stuff. Like you know, you look at like old movies and stuff. Like people get get a fever, and what do they do? They bundle up in bed and drink chicken soup. Right, which is hot. They which make it hotter. Makes your body temperature yeah higher. Which I hate having to do, but it's like the best thing you could do for yourself. It's extremely uncomfortable, but the mm-hmm. other option is to let the infection live in your body yep. by killing the fever and not uh, purging it. Right, right. Like that's your body's, your body can take care of itself. Yes. If we tried to do that from birth, then everybody would be healthy all the time. Just let your body purge it. 
Mm-hmm. But again, grateful for modern medicine in emergency situations. Yes, definitely. But uh, I, I guess I kind of like uh, extrapolate that out to like actions and behaviors and wor- the words that you use and you know the thoughts that you think. Right. They're not. They're not problems to take care of. They're not things that you're supposed to not do. It's uh, symptoms. Like if you have if you have behaviors that are unhealthy, that is a symptom of something else that is happening. Right. Yep. That is showing you <laughs> that there is something amiss. Right. Yeah. Right. And then as above, so below. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Physical, mental, energetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll all, exactly. it'll all be pointing to one of them. That if you resolve one, you resolve all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yes. I remember magic. <laughs> I remember seeing this thing um, that, uh, you know how social media is with like spiritual advice <laughs> where, where it's like, don't ever do this. Don't ever do that. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever. Sounds right? like the church. Yeah. Lots of rules, mm-hmm. especially like, anyway, anyway, I'm not going on that tangent. Um, but there was, I was thinking about this one thing <laughs> Sorry. that was like, um, there was this thing going around. It was like. Um, sunglasses are evil, basically. It's like it, it blocks the, it, um, I don't know, shuts down your third eye or some kind of stuff like that. But I, I just remember reading it. I was like, no, nah, I, I wear sunglasses because I... Uh, don't want to crash your car? Yeah, exactly. I, I used to have this weird thing that would happen where if I would get bright sunlight in my eyes when I was driving, my eyes would start watering like crazy. And for some reason, when my eyes water, they start burning, which makes them water more. Yeah, and that's <laughs> so what I that couldn't can be see dangerous. anything. Yeah. So and I would I, always I, always wear sunglasses while I was driving. Yeah, and like I would get like these. Uh, I would get eye strain very easily yeah. when I was outside in the sun. So I would just wear it whenever I was in the sun. Um, but then, like after I had my Kundalini awakening, it was just like, oh, apparently I don't need sunglasses anymore, and I haven't worn them since. Yeah, weird for, like, shit happens after that. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I wore them one time since then, because so, I had a migraine and I had to drive somewhere. Yeah, but see, and I wore them more after. Hmm. Like, I just because I get overstimulated so easy. Mm-hmm. I wear them less now than I did right after. Right after my Kundalini awakening, I always had headphones and sunglasses on, always. Because you're constantly taking in information through all of your senses, like, all the time. Yeah. And it's very overstimulating. Yeah. So I would wear sunglasses and headphones. I guess that makes me less spiritual, regardless (laughs) of the fact that I, like, (laughs) existed in singularity for a year straight. Yeah. With no break. Fun times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking back, I'm like, damn, I should have done more. But you don't know to do it. Yeah. You're just, you're in this space of oneness and everything is extremely peaceful and pure. Mm-hmm. And then you go out in public or something like that and everything is like, blah, blah, blah. It's so overstimulating. Yeah. I think like the the particular way that, I was, that I've always been ADHD kind of like helped prepare me for that. Because, um... That's yeah, true. That's yeah, uh, this this past weekend I was out and um, I went to a very noisy place and like everybody was talking and I was just like, I don't know how to explain it, but it was it, it's kind of like you just stop paying attention, yeah, and just pay attention. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, it sounds like what, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, basically like. Let it turn into white noise. Yeah. And it's pretty cool what happens in that space. Like, if you let it turn into white noise, it'll start interacting with your thoughts. It's weird. Yeah. And it, like, I don't know. It goes from being overstimulating to weirdly relaxing. Music. It's like music. Yes. You got to just, like, I don't know, let it flow. Mm -hmm. Just let it happen. Let life happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've gotten better about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've finally, not finally, I did this a while ago, stopped for the most part with the headphones and the glasses. I backslid a little and had to do headphones again, but because it's a lot. But yeah. you're right. Like, when you can relax into it, it's 
like music. It's mm-hmm. very relaxing and you can get a lot of information in that space if you can relax, have faith and listen, ask the right questions. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Exactly. And that, that's something uh, with the asking questions thing kind of like brings me to something. Um there uh in my so something that I've had experiences with in the, in that <laughs> field um if you're looking too hard for the answer, you'll probably get some bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you, oh, this one's a big one. If mm-hmm. you ask with ill intent, you will be given the wrong answer. Yeah. Like, don't use it for personal gain too much. Like, yeah. Yes, yes. Best not to at all. But, but y- you like, will be fucked by this higher force if you try to use it for bad things yeah i was gonna say it's it's less about personal gain or not and more about personal gain at the expense of others yeah if it's at the expense of others don't do it don't do it that's not okay if somebody else has to suffer as a result of it don't do it right anyway it it, that that was funny when i i learned i i did not learn that from experience i learned that from being directly told like (laughs) don't it was I don't even remember what what platform it came through, but it was like, oh, you will be given the wrong answer and it'll probably be the wrong answer that will lead you into some fucked bullshit if you use it for bad reasons or yeah. if you use it to do harm. Yes. I mean, I, I've never like had an interest in doing harm at all because like, I don't know, I... I was mean to a bug one time when I was a kid and it yeah. like fucked me up for a week. So, so I don't, I don't do harm on purpose. We've been married for a minute. We've known each other for a minute and <laughs> I have never in the entire time I have ever known you ever seen you do anything with ill intent. I've mm-hmm. seen you accidentally hurt people protecting yourself. I've seen you accidentally hurt people doing what was best for you, mm-hmm. but I have never seen you go out of your way to hurt anybody ever period. Yeah. No, it feels bad. I don't like it. No, me either. Like (laughs) I have no interest in taking part in anything that will cause suffering to anyone. Does suffering happen as a result of living your life? Yes. Do I want to go out of my way to intentionally hurt anybody? Absolutely not. Right. Not interested Mm -hmm. at all. Period. Exactly. Same, same, same. See, like, I promise you, if you're one of those people who likes to cause suffering to others, go out of your way to do a really messed up prank to somebody who would not think it's funny and doesn't deserve it. Uh, Anything like that. I promise you, if you ever reach that level where you understand how fractals work, how uh, what you karma works, like it is the law of this reality that what you put out, you will get back in some form maybe Mm -hmm. not exactly the same way you did it but it will come back to you like that's just it will yeah you will have no desire to do harm ever right paying the karmic debt for your accidentals (laughs) you know like that in itself is enough to be like no no i have no interest in doing harm never have never will Mm -hmm. have i hurt people by accident yes yeah selfish selfish actions uh setting boundaries Things like that hurt people. Mm-hmm. Was it intentional? Absolutely not. Right. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Never have, never will. Same with you. Yeah. And that's one of the things uh, that makes it, it's big dick energy to me. <laughs> like to know that you're that you have done the work to heal to the point where you have rewired your brain and you know that you can walk and live your life without having to think before you act because you've done such hard work to make sure that your heart is pure intending Mm -hmm. no matter what i do in any direction i know that it's with pure intent and from a place of love even if it might hurt someone i'm still working on that (laughs) oh see i've i've got my roots in it now and Mm -hmm. it's it it's it's very comfortable yeah that was something that really messed with me when i first had that revelation on on cause and effect, on mm-hmm. karma, on fractals, like understanding that literally every move we make creates ripples in reality that can affect other people. Mm-hmm. I, that's part of why I isolated for so long. I didn't want to hurt anybody by accident. 
Yeah. Like you understand that you basically are an extension of the divine and you have this insane power to change reality with everything you do. It's like, well, let me, um, let me hermit into this cave until I make absolutely sure that every move I make is pure intending so that I don't accidentally hurt anybody. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. I, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I, I think like the way that I was raised, like believing that not only every action and every word, but every thought and feeling <clears throat> was constantly being monitored by an all-knowing, all-powerful, extremely angry and vengeful God. What a dick. That wants to send you to hell at any, uh, you know, for any any possible reason that he could possibly come up with. When really God's just sitting up there, yes, God sees everything, yeah. but he's really just sitting there with like a box of popcorn laughing at the shit show. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, look at this yeah, movie I made. Yeah. It's wild. Tons of fun. Yeah, good times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is this has turned out to be a really good and very long episode. How long is it? It's uh, like an hour and... Five minutes. So oh, that's far. not too long. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, when I was listening to the last one, I was like, I think they should be a little longer. Mm. But nap time needs to be over soon so that they will go to bed later. <laughs> hopefully, yes. Jesus, <laughs> my kids don't like to sleep. Yeah, it's they don't. Uh, it's really, it's really. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't busted out here more than they have. Yeah, like we, it's hard for us to find time to just talk. Mm-hmm. Aside from, well, we've been getting more at night, but yeah, our kids will like bust up in our conversations like all the time. <laughs> yeah. And especially it's like, well, when it's nap time or bedtime. Especially when they're supposed to be doing something else. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Magic. We'll probably like, I feel like we should do more on the mechanics of magic at some point. We talked mostly about intentional magic, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, we should do one with, um, using uh, fractals and patterns as symbolism. Yes, I agree. And how you can actually, like, the mechanics of magic, how you can use it. Yep. And I'll definitely be using my favorite subject, physics. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Science! Yes. Good times. And, you know, that's that's something that people got to get comfortable with. Science, uh, physics, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, all that. It is the physical expression the physical translation of the spirit world yes like science and spirituality are not separate from one another only in duality right once you start raising above you see holy shit physics is an explanation of metaphysics of of the spirit world right yeah Pauli definitely believed that Pauli. yes yep genius dude yeah smart I'll have to talk about him in the in the next episode. I'll have to do some research because I know the name but don't remember. Yeah, he was cool. Good times. Yes. This was a fun episode. I liked it. Me too. Very good. Nice. Bye, everybody. Have a great day, night, evening, whatever. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Waterglow Podcast. You can find us at podcast.waterglow.net. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere where you find podcasts, we're probably there. If you want to support the show, become a patron on patreon.com slash waterglow. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at podcast at waterglow.net. Thank you for listening, everyone.